this week's edition of the bros show live i'm skillbo one as always joined with the panel and later on joining us will be medgar one what's happening everybody how's it going what's up guys welcome to the show um we have a thinner show today because people are sick and uh people are in self-quarantine so um if they don't want to pass a joint across the, the virtual web they're not invited to the circle <laughs> so what's up guys what's up eagle red kate's here spartan's here scobo's here i'm recording remote today um it's gonna be a cool show mad grower's gonna join us like scobo said so let's go through the introductions real quick eagle you're first up i'm eagle gardens one you can find me as eagle gardens one on instagram just looking forward to uh, another week of hanging out with you guys and uh, seeing what you guys been up to, seeing how quarantine is treating you, and the rest of the stuff that's going on in your garden and cannabis lives. Yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, quarantine's not that bad for a gardener. Uh, Red, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's happening out there, cannabis community? I'm Red Setter Farm. You can find me primarily on Instagram, right here on YouTube, uh, with the bros here on the Bro Show. Um, you know, I'm rolling up some Roseberry, getting a little bit of CBD in my blood. It has been a anxiety-filled week, needless to say. So anyway, I'm happy to be here with all of you guys and get a chance to have a session, uh, take a break from all the madness, to be honest. Yeah, Cheers, guys. Welcome. Cheers, chat. Just enjoy smoking and talking about cannabis for a while. That'll be a good time. Uh, can of Kate, you are next. Sorry, I was just getting my live chat all set up. Um, Kate, you can find me here on Sundays or on Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Been uh, doing quarantine prep all week. So it's nice to be doing something else and thinking about something else. Thank you for joining us, Kate. Spartan, you are up next. Fresh off the Chief Home Grow Show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yep, I'm Spartan Grown. You can find me on Instagram at Spartan Grown. I'm doing good. I'm happy to just hang out with you guys. And then right on time, Med Grower uh, popped in. Um, obviously, he'll be working with his audio and stuff. So um, we'll get it's funny. I didn't even know Med. I didn't even know Med, Med was uh, coming on today, and I just got done on the last show when I was leaving. I was shouting out all the uh, Michigan content creators. I was like, you know, everybody's stepping up, you know. And during a time like this, it's good to just get your mind off of some shit. So of course, Medgar has always been consistent with his upgrow, with his uploads, and then, uh, and then uh, for Groly's back, and so. Nutrient Shootouts is doing a bunch of videos with the, the soil. I've, I've been following that. So I've, I've really been impressed with the Michigan cannabis community. I shouted you guys out, you know, Michigan Bro Grow Show. So good to see Bed Grower. <laughs> yeah, and it's been really cool to see what Abolish has been able to do with the Frugal Force show, even uh, within our own kind of network of shows we have here. That's gained quite a bit of traction all by itself. Welcome, Med Grower. How you doing, man? Can you hear me loud and clear? I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you, you guys good. for having me on. I'm doing great. Uh, everything's good over here. Hope you guys are all doing well, staying healthy, and don't got the fucking ick. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, 
Abolish <clears throat> isn't here, so um, maybe he does. wish him well, guys. Wish him well. No, I don't want to say he's sick or not, but uh, who knows? All right. It's going to say like what I said on the last show is like I my theory is is if I can just stay as high as possible as much as possible. If I do get sick, at least it won't be as bad. Cheers <laughs> yeah. to that. So in anticipation of like this, the quarantine stuff at least getting worse. Uh, I did a little little tour around to pick up all the uh, much needed clones I needed in my life. So I actually went and visited Spartan yesterday. So what I'm smoking right now is Spartan glue in this king size. So thank you, Spartan, for that. Um, very good stuff. And of course, thank you for the clone. Shout out uh, for Groly. Med Grower showing up the uh, unsolvent list by Fergroli, friend of the show there. Um, yeah, and it was really cool to meet up with you and uh, get to smoke a little bit and talk about the quarantine and how it's affected you personally. And uh, and then we went to Kanakit and an MI No-Till guy's house and they did the same thing and they had different solutions for everything. So we all like to dab. So they had another rig set up separate just for us to dab, um, clean tools, um, all that stuff. We didn't smoke together or anything like that. We kept a safe distance. It was kind of uh, interesting experience. So uh, how, are you, how are you guys dealing with that stuff? Mad, you talked about that earlier this week too, didn't you? Yes, I did. I thought that as of right now, the uh, way things are, I think community, community smoking and sharing and passing right now is not a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, if it's somebody that you ain't been around the last couple of days, you probably don't even want to be close to them because you don't, you don't know where they've been. And if you got kids and family and stuff, that's how you got to treat it. Unfortunately, you know, obviously I know where my wife's been, she's been here, my partner, my friend, my worker, Wayne, he, he lives here with me. So I know where he's at. He's here. So, you know, and we're not even uh, sharing, you know, right now, even though I know he's not sick, he did have a cold thing and he got over it. If it was, uh, you know, COVID-19, we would have all been sick. So he just had a normal cold, but uh, still, I think right now it's probably just best that, uh, you know, we don't share. I mean, Wolverine grower came over. Normally I'll smoke one of his big blunts. I passed on that. You know, just just out of safety reasons. You know, I hate being like this. I mean, this is a very social thing that we do here, right? You know, we grow medicine and we grow cannabis for people. And then we like to share it. You know, when I run into Spartan or I run into Eagle, you know, Eagle always has these big joints, you know, we're smoking. This time I would probably pass. Right. You know? It's weird, right? That's a big part of our whole experience we have. The whole cannabis culture is sharing that you know, our plants with other people and uh, all of that, you know, passing the joint before you even light it is already kind of losing its thing in the culture, which was sad to me, but um, it's even more so when you got to worry about spreading a, a thickness around. Well, and if you're a flower smoker, let's, let's say, for example, that I have somebody over right now, I would roll my own and then I would just let them roll one of their own. You know what I mean? Then it's all good. We still get to share the same experience and everything else. It's just being a little bit more cautious right now. Speaking on that, I want to say thank you to Spartan and Medgar because I'm smoking on this GG4 right now. So looking out, fellas. It's still alive. I got some myself that I just harvested that uh, turned out top notch, super frosty this run. 
and uh, I smoked it this afternoon, so I'm smoking a little solventless. But here's something I wanted to bring up real quick about us caregivers and patients and picking up and all that. I want to explain to you guys or share with you guys what, what I have done. Um, most of my patients have been with me for a very long time. So most of them come to my, my residence. I don't do a lot of meet and greet and drops and stuff like that. So what I have set up is a drop box type situation when I know patient A or B is coming over and they want X amount, I set it up the drop box that, you know, for them, you know, it's, it's, you know, on a bag, but uh, we even had some sanitizer there, but the kids were <laughs> squirting it all, you know, that type of thing. So I had to t take that away and, you know, but anyway, so I've set up a drop box and a drop box spot for them to come. And I said to them, you know, bring your own hand sanitizer type of thing and just, just to stay safe. That way they can still get their medicine and stuff like that. And believe me, it, they all want it right now. It went so fast, freaking head spun. I mean, like that. It's a drought out there, baby. Yeah, yeah man. So just yeah. stay safe. If you got patients that are coming for pickups or whatever, and just, you know, try to come up with a situation like that, that's safe for you and your patient after they take the stuff and go to the drop box, I come out with the Lysol spray, you know, hit it, wipe it all up. That type I do of it thing, a little so. bit different. I've been, uh, putting like a quart jar in a basket and then throwing that in the Creek, like in jungle book. And then down the way I have them grab it with a hook, you know, from a bridge or something. And that's been working really well. It's a little elaborate, maybe a little extreme, but do you have it on like a fishing line so you can drag it back up when, when you know, to get that transaction come the back? Basket? Yeah. No, we have a deposit system like returning bottles. So uh, it's working out really well so far. I've also Thank got you for that. That's great. They don't even have to come up to my house and like up to the door, up to my gate. They don't have to touch my gate. I don't, you know, I got it set up in another spot location for them. I have a very large driveway the kind of a long one. So it's easy for me to do this, but uh, yeah, just kind of thinking like that, you know, cause you know, I don't know where they've been, who they've been with or who they've been around. So, you know, just take caution people. And most of us will make it through this. Unfortunately, not all of us. Yeah. I don't blame you. I've been doing this almost the same thing. Um, you know, I definitely don't want to keep any essential, what what is medicine from any of my patients, you know, um, there's a good chance that they may or may not be able to get, uh, uh, you know, especially if people are being laid off and things like that right now, there's a good chance I might have something laying around if they actually really need it. And, um, I've been using the trunk of my car as a drop box. Nobody has come in the house in about a week now. I haven't, it's been very strange. Uh, I'm, I'm a big hugger. I'm a big handshaker. I'm a big dapper. Um, it, I haven't been able to do any of that. I felt like a, a puppy in the window watching my friends come and go. Uh, patients uh, like like same with MedGrower. I am incredibly close with all my patients. Uh, same with Mrs. Red. Um, we we've, we've had a relationship for many years, so it's it's kind of a strange strange time. But we're barreling through it, and you know, like like everybody has always been saying, you know, hashtag alone together, right? So we're all in this together. And as weird as it is, everybody seems to have been incredibly acceptable and thankful for us being extra cautious during this time. So. Cheers, guys. The Zoom call probably helps, right? You know, getting to see people or like Mad doing his live, you know, that type of thing. 
getting to communicate with the community a little bit instead it's of all these chats you know, like dude. it's all these chats when we're doing these videos there's like the video and then there's like everybody in the stream that gets to kick it and see all their friends and shit like that so you know it's it's about doing what you can do right now they really want to recharge jump like in it. and say thank you med talking about uh keeping patients our patients happy and meds going fast uh this was the first round on the primal two and patients swallowed that up as fast as it could go. I mean, the banana in the F2s is wild. Skillbo was uh, able to pass some along to him, and he can testify what I'm saying. Delicious, oh, man. For sure. Talk about a sweet follow-up to the primal one. Amazing second roundup, buddy. Uh, thank you much for that. I know I was one of the lucky few that uh, was early enough to get it early on and to have it right now flowering able to smoke but uh thank you brother great great strain and I, I i appreciate all you guys that have taken it and got a chance to test it out and give your opinions on it because and i believe in true real world opinions because i deliver them all the time so i don't expect any less from anyone else the whole primal thing was a i, I call it a luck type luck you know hey i hit it out of the park you know someone said that but you know, you, you, you put something together and you hope it turns out good. I took two strains, put it together. I was looking for super flavor and a, you know, delivering, uh, you know, with the THC factor as well. And, and I got it. And, it, and the F1s ended up being super stable. So I went ahead and went on and did the F2s. I don't see a reason to go on and do F3s just because the F2s turned out so good. No, no reason. I think what I want to focus on now with the Primal Punch is move on with some Feminize just because there's such a large demand for the Feminize Cs that, you know, you, I just got, I got to do it. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I got some other great projects coming up too. So, you know, hopefully I'll be handing them out to some of you guys to give them some tests and give me some opinions, see where we can go forward with like the Wedding Cake Primal Cross, the uh, Gelato Primal Cross. I got a little bit of the GMO. I didn't, unfortunately, that GMO run, just I just didn't get as many mature seeds as I'd like to. It was a really bizarre situation where the plant died out before the seeds were fully matured. I mean, that GMO could just grow forever in a dang day, man. So um, that was a little disappointing, but yet it looks promising with the seedlings and stuff I got going. But I think I got enough to maybe hand out to a few people and see if maybe we can find some phenos or something maybe to work with with the uh, onto an f2 type thing and go from there so things coming up so but as always from people that you know you guys out there and chat and all that thanks for the support that you guys have bought my genetics I, I totally appreciate it i never thought it would go like it did i mean really i think i sold pretty close to 800 900 packs of seeds you know of, of primal punch total probably maybe even a thousand you know, when I think of the F2s and the F1s put together. So, it, and it's all over the world, man. I got people hitting me up from everywhere growing it, you know. So, it's, it's pretty cool. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I get man. to see their pictures. They said it's going to be one of the coolest experiences you can have is like a cannabis enthusiast. It's like creating a plant, sharing that with people, and then getting good feedback from everywhere. Well, I always thought too that it's kind of like, to see what my plant turns into like if somebody gets their hands on it and then they breed it with something there's like that sense of and it's just the word is pride it's just a sense of pride to know like 
man, some work that I did is being carried on and is being perpetuated in this other fire ass strain, man. That's just like, talk about giving back to the community right there. Oh yeah, totally. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. I got a, I got a brain fart there after the dab, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, just all, all the support. It, it's been killer, you guys. So I, I totally appreciate it, man. And especially here in Michigan, man. I mean, every time I did a show and I brought seeds, they were gone. They sold out. If you didn't show up the first day, you weren't getting it unless I held some packs back. But I think I got some, some packs laying around. I got some giveaways coming up with some big lights that you guys, I'm going to be giving away. So let everybody know, hang in. Uh, if you've seen the 660s that I use that Grow Mouse has designed, uh, we're going to be giving those away, uh, all four of them. And I got, uh, I don't know if I'm going to add any seeds or anything into that. That might be separate. So I, I might be doing some more of that. So stay tuned for that. There's going to be some four happy people when they get the uh, 660 Logics. What are you moving on to as far as lights go? Uh, well, I'm staying... I'm going to stay working with Chilled. Uh, uh, you know, Vitaly and I, we're kind of working out a relationship and it's working out pretty good so far. Nice. Um, so I put together one of their new new lights, the Growcraft. It was the uh, six bar, 600 watt. And I was very impressed with it, the quality, the material. You could tell it wasn't uh, cheap. You know, it all had weight to it. It is kind of a heavy light too. I think it's pushing like 40 pounds or something like that and in nowadays with leds that's kind of like what you would consider heavy you know what i mean so but it's a large light it's got a great spread it could hit a five by five but really super solid dead nuts killer readings on four by four um area with the light um the kit retails for like 7.99 i do believe or 8.99 something like that and then of course they'll have the commercial where it's already put together for you but that was my first build an led light and nowadays these diy kits are so easy i mean just like anybody could do it you know what i mean it's just clipping it's like a lego match, kit for a grown up wires up you know we all could do it but uh so that's what i'm gonna do so in what what chilled wants to do is give away those lights to to some uh you know subscribers people supporters so, and that's fine with me because normally things would stack up and then I would start hitting people up, you know, Hey, you want some lights or, or whatever, give some people some first picks and come over. I haven't done a giveaway in a super, super long time. So, you know, you guys are all more than welcome to try to get in and get some of these lights. I hope one of you guys do win it. It'd be sweet. Do you have any info on how to enter and stuff yet? <laughs> no, we haven't totally. Uh, he's already out, out, man. We haven't totally figured it out. Maybe we'll be do like two on YouTube and two on Instagram, kind of break it like type up because those are like the two main platforms, you know, that I'm using or whatnot. So I think we'll do something like that. My question's for the what viewers. the rules are, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what they want to do. That's for the people, Skilbo. <laughs> so, how close can you get that light? Not you say it's like a bar design, so can you get that a little closer to the plants now? Yeah, that's a great question, dude. Yes, you can. You can actually get these bar-styled lights that you guys are seeing now out in the, the industry, depending which one it is and what wattage it is and what wattage you have it turned up to. You can get it up to six inches, okay? These bars run super cool. So, you know, some of the other LED lights have a little bit of heat. These actually have next to nothing. So you can get them super close. But if you start seeing that bleach tip, 
from running LEDs. You guys know the whole bleach tip thing. Just, just raise it up a little bit. But with the barred LEDs out there, no matter pretty much what brand or maker it is, that's where you're looking at. You know, you want to be that close with them, not like the old, okay, you probably want to be about 15, 16 inches away with some of these other LED lights out there. And then, you know, but with the bars, you want them closer. And I learned that the first time I ran some bars, I, I held them too far away and I could, I could totally tell because I ran it again and put them closer and got better results. So yes, bars closer. Yeah, because I just won a, a light and it's that design, it's that bar design. So I was like, wow, I started moving that closer too. And another cool thing is, is I was like, well, if these plants get too tall, they'll just grow up between the bars instead of hitting the light like they would before. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing is, is you won't have to, you know, you guys, you don't have to worry about it burning your plants, right? You know, the other LEDs, you know, I'm not going to name any of them because it, it pretty much any of them because they generate heat would still burn the tips of your buds. If your bud did grow, you know, up into the plant, say you were working all day and you didn't get home to your personal garden or wherever you're working and your plants, you know, you could still get a burn, but the bars aren't really, aren't really going to do this. It's going to smash your bud, but yeah, you could, you could use it, scrog it out with the light. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a couple of buds growing in between my bars back here. That's exactly what I fucking did. It was just coached them up in between the light bars there. Fucking funny. That one that goes all the way up the back of the tent and hits the ceiling. What was that? Uh, was that insane in the membrane or was that the OGOGO, Eagle? That was uh, the insane membrane. I still actually haven't harvested that yet. That thing's going on week 11 before it's really hardening up, man. Last round for that girl. Last round. What's your guess on the yield on that? Or do you, you don't probably you, you probably don't won't tell me, will you? Not on the air. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Cool, cool. It's better than average. Fuck it, I'll tell you. It'll probably get to probably about seven off that. Seven ounces off that. Probably worth eleven weeks then. <clears throat> yeah, but I've got the other ones. We'll do the you know similar, a lot less time. So. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That dominatrix, though. That's what I'm smoking on right now. I wish I would have known Med Grower was on. I would have saved some banana and a putch for, uh, or the Primal 2 for, for tonight. That shit's so good. But yeah, tonight it's the dominatrix. Well, what? The guy, they didn't tell you I was coming on? <laughs> they kind of mentioned it last week and uh, that you may come on, but it was this week you ended up popping on. But, oh, uh, yeah. Always High time. Always I glad to have you on, brother. Anytime. <laughs> How long have you two known each other? Eagle and I? Jeez, dude. It's been, fuck, gotta be four years, I would assume, right? Three, four years for sure. It's been probably closer to six since the first cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First yeah, cup, it's I been a bit. Something that way. So, yeah, it's been a minute for sure. Yep. These two guys have been around for a while is what they're trying to say. <laughs> but talking about being around, I noticed that the GrowTube roundtable came back on, man. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dago is uh, firing that back up. Uh, he's They're going to run it weekly. Um, so, yeah. 
He's firing back up, and I'm I'm full support of it. I might not be on every week. I'm definitely try to be on as much as possible. So uh, yeah, he's he's got it going. He's ready to fire it up. He's really mad right now. He he texted me yesterday, and some of you guys might be experiencing this on YouTube, and I am even on Instagram. You guys know this shadow banning, right? So <laughs> oh yeah, YouTube is now doing forms of shadow ban. So the grow tube, him running it from his YouTube channel is getting suppressed. It's not getting as much, you know, out there as it, as it should. So, and, and I know what he's talking about because my channel's kind of been that way a little bit too for a while, um, suppressed. It's, it's kind of funny where you'll see some cannabis channels really surge, right? You'll see it surge, you know, and they'll get a bunch of uh, subscribers. And then you'll have channels that don't get a lot of subscribers. Now, after the first purge that happened, oh, back in 2015, 16 or whatever, during the first Trump election, uh, you know, they started doing the censoring. That's when I was banned. And then after that 90 days, a lot, a lot of us other, other growers that lost our channels, they brought us back after 90 days, which we didn't know we were on some 90-day thing at the time. But after that, I was in a whole different algorithm, and now it's like the channel is suppressed. I'm only averaging about 240 uh, new subscribers per month, like for the last couple of years. But before that, I was getting 900 subscribers per month. All right? So the channel was surging. Then after that, now it's not. But then there's certain channels even right now that are surging. So... I don't really know how that's happening and why certain ones are and why certain ones aren't. And um, it's, it's a mystery. Yeah. You know, I keep trying to it's something that we've been playing with, like the algorithm on YouTube and trying to get traction on videos. And it's interesting to try to figure out why like one live show will have twice as many views as another one. Mm -hmm. And then the next week, the views will go back to the normal level or, you know, maybe a little bit more or whatever, but, um trying to figure out why one might be so much more popular or what ticks the box and makes youtube suggest it exactly or whatever you know that might be just, you know and here's the other thing do you guys ever spend a lot of time looking at your analytics you guys look at your so analytics of the channel so you go over and you start looking at all these click rates right i guess the magic number to be around is like four percent or, or whatever it is but then you look over down in the corner and i was noticing today that only 6.9 percent of my subscribers have their notifications on that right, is that's, you, know, you really got to stress the people yeah for sure wow i'm not somebody that sets a lot of notifications up on my phone because well they get kind of annoying right after a while right but youtube and instagram are the notifications i keep keep on just because of the people I follow and support and videos I want to watch and, you know, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, how do we get our subscriber base to click that notification? I mean, how do you tell them to do that? You know, or, or is it just the That's population? The main thing is just telling them you know, every video is to, to do it. Just repeat that all the time and be annoying about it. And like all the stuff you hate about the YouTube videos you watch. Like they do that because it does work. And uh, as frustrating as that is. 
We need more so, clickbait titles and crazy shit and like red well, outline boxes on our videos. So well, you're right though. That that's has a, somewhat of a lot to do with it. Now, when we're scrolling through our videos, what's catching our eyes, people? It's these glowing people and text and color and all this different stuff. So the thumbnail's a big thing. That's something I'm starting to change. I'm starting to add more crazy thumbnails. I'm just working with it now because I never did that before. I've changed my style of videoing. I've, I'm now doing the voiceover instead of just the straight up walkthrough stuff. I leave that now strictly for the live streaming stuff and just to try to, to change things, you know, you know, to see if I can get myself back up into that, that tier of videoing or, you know, I mean, I got 700 videos. I don't know. Shit, 700 now? I don't know what to do. 700. Matt, I don't know how, you, how you're figuring out how you're going to do your actual um, drawing for your lights, but maybe you can tie it to notifications somehow. Either they have to have had notifications turned on, if you can see that, or make it, you know, within the first X amount of minutes from I go live. That means they would have to have the notification to turn on to know that you're going live. You know, be like five minutes after I go live, I'm going to run this contest. So you guys better turn notifications on, you know, something like that, tie it to a giveaway. And that's how they, gen I think that would be a good way to generate. I think you're definitely onto something because I think I do want to do these, these giveaways as like a live stream type thing. That's the way um, to do it. Right. Wh whether I'm doing it on, I do one on my show or split it up and do it on somebody else's show. I'm going to get, you know, we're just giving these things away. You know, how are we going to go about doing that? Do we, you know, because I haven't really thought about it much, but I don't want to do it like I used to do the old giveaways with the, the number generator and all that shit. It just too much controversy comes with that. Too many people sending me messages. You know, I didn't do it fair. I mean, endless, endless messages of, of that. So, yeah, I think the live stream's the way to go and to give these things away. Um, so yeah, I think that's what we'll do, but, um, you know, how are we going to do it? What, what's the circumstances going to be like, you know, Spartan is saying with notifications or, or something like that. So, and I'm open to suggestions because I haven't done giveaways in a long time and lots of people do giveaways now and they do them all kinds of different ways. I see how things are, are done and, you know, how they're tracking this, this information. I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, well, it's on a, you know, what YouTube should... tell you that all your your 80 percent of your viewers are male what's that does your youtube tell you that 80 percent of your viewers are male mine are 95 percent in in only like five yeah, or see, do you trust that number at all i don't like, well i think here's the thing um maybe kate could shine some info on this i think there's probably way more girls out there than we know they're all right in this chat we always have the right, same four or five women in our chat every night out, use a girly name they don't have to right because they could probably get harassed in some way shape form keep so the I think trolls they, off you. there's probably some like that to keep the trolls down but i think the number is skewed i mean four six percent you can't tell me there's tons of women that are in cannabis now it's not just like a dude thing right it's, it's not like i go to all these events. i see more women than men if we look look out through the crowd you know what i mean so um i think you guys are right i think there's definitely more more girls in chat and watching the, the cannabis 
uh, videos than, than our analytics are telling us. I think it's been like a historically male field or whatever, right? Like it's mostly been dudes doing it or the female roles have been more like medicated models and like edible makers. So I think that when females do get into growing and stuff, our instinct is not like, I'm going to sit down and watch a panel full of dudes talk about shit. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't ever my instinct. Like, I'll sit down in groups with stuff, but like, I wasn't like a online forum person until I started doing this and watching them to see how other ones work. But that was never like a way that I educated myself necessarily. So I think it is appealing to certain types of individuals, but I don't know. I don't ever know if I speak for all females. I don't feel like I do very often. So maybe that was just me, but even now watching some of the panel shows, just like the level of like dude talk, you're like, that's enough. You know, it's like it, when you're like smoking in a garage and like everybody's really high and then it just turns into one noise of everybody being like, huh, dude, huh, dude. The panel shows get like that for me sometimes because I'll have it on in the background and I'm doing other shit and it's just like a little bit too bro-y, you know? So I can understand why it would be less appealing for a female demographic for sure, but maybe maybe we have more secret viewers than I am aware of. So maybe the analytics are correct, guys. Yeah, maybe. maybe that that makes voice. sense to me because I wouldn't say my wife, first of all, is a big video watcher, like YouTube and stuff. Actually, she doesn't. So she's not someone that sits there and watches that. But um, she does play a lot of app games, though. <laughs> so, but I think maybe, you know, maybe our analytics are closely right. Maybe there ain't a lot of girls watching the cannabis uh, uh, videos. So. Yeah, I was going to kind of agree with you there also, Med. Uh, Mrs. Red, she's not so much into like YouTube videos or a lot of cannabis related content, but she's into cannabis. Uh, she definitely is a medical user and um, a lot of her friends are as well. So, which are also uh, female. Um, so yeah, I, the, the partakers are definitely out there, but maybe it's just the content thing. I'm not sure. Like, I feel it's like Eagle's really driving our female viewership but like red if you and i did the next show without our shirt on i think we would really get our numbers up what do you think totally that's what we need to do oh, yeah i'll stop the turntables we'll, we'll have a fun night good dog on me because it's fucking 80 degrees my god <laughs> <laughs> you get the guns out man you yeah, need to you gotta jump in we gotta up, uh, up the viewers he's got here. it he's warming up all right all right all right you got a punching bag behind you and like a big wings on your chest. What am I going to do to compete with that? Get bigger not wings. Not your week. It's not your week, bro. You got to wait. Bigger wings. <laughs> and then we have to label it a reaction video. It seems like reaction videos are, are the popular thing now. <laughs> Who can do crazy shit with their eyebrows for the fucking still clip, you know? Red, Red you look like that dude that does the top 10 list. <laughs> I like captioning red for the thumbnails of videos because he's got, he's really expressive. See, I thought that was all accidental. No, I pick you most of the time. There you go. Just now with the, add some crazy poppy graphics around. There you go. You just got 2000 new clicks. 
Thank you for the tip. So what are you doing next in your, uh, your breeding garden? What's your next project? Uh, this is what I'm doing right now. Uh, I, uh, we got three weeks, three and a half weeks left on the wedding cake, Prima punch cross the, uh, all right, help me here at the Bacio gelato. If I said that correctly, anybody correct me, please do Prima punch cross, which that gelato cross is crazy funky smell, man. It's straight up is it's got a crazy nose on it. So few weeks left that then what i'm going to do is i'm going to make some more primal punch seeds because people are asking for them so i'll go ahead and do another round of that and get that out um i'm going to flower out the uh primal punch gmo cross so we can see what that looks like and i'm going to do that in one of the chambers i'm not going to run any more test flowers or anything like that in the main flowering room too many accidents have happened over the last couple of years, so I really need to contain that as much as possible so I don't seed any of the patient medicine. Um, so that's why this chamber was built anyways for all of this stuff. So that's currently where I'm at. Uh, any other crosses yet? No, because I got to kind of run through this stuff and I already got plenty of stuff coming that we need to grow through anyways and see what it is and and you know if it's good then then we'll release some f1s if it, everything's stable with the wedding cake and primal punch cross and uh, i mean people are already asking me just to sell it to them when it's harvested i mean geez almighty you know <laughs> they're, not, they're not even wanting to wait for the testing round to go through to make sure it's uh, you know a stable thing so uh yeah that's what's it's good on. what's that that shit's good, brother. I mean, uh, I got one behind me, and it's a lot better yielder than the one. Of course, I've got the F1 and 2. You know I carry all your strains. Always have. Yeah, you, you know, there. it's been different yielding with the phenos. You know, some will yield really good. Some yield kind of really right along that medium range, but still top quality bud. Um, so if you're lucky and get one of those bigger yielding ones, there you go. <laughs> All mine so far have been nice yielders, big, thick, chunky buds, a lot bigger than the F1s. I know I, in the F1, I got a lot more grapey in the, the Fino I kept. And uh, this one's straight banana, though. I mean, it, I can see how people are just wanting to grab this, especially if they had the opportunity to smoke it first. Yeah, I'd want those seeds. I'd want those beans. <laughs> For sure. Is it is your pheno green or purple when it finishes? Green. 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 I got one behind me. And I wish I could zoom in. It's right there behind that bag. I wish I could take this camera over there. That thing's got to be close to, you know, six foot tall back there, brother. That's the one that I've made posts. It, it's as big around as my, my wrist. The stalk that, you know, it's coming out of the cocoa right there. And that thing's going to have arm, every bud on there is, you know, nice, almost arm size buds on that LED. It's under a 600 watt, 660 watt LED. And uh, it's doing great. And, but I had one, I, the two that I just harvested were under a thousand HPS and they did killer as well. So, you know, great yields all around, like, you know, A plus on, you know, that test round for sure. Awesome. Good to hear. And, and you, you haven't ran into, I mean, during testing, you didn't report any Hermes at all to me. So 
It, there has been a couple people that re reported Hermes, and I think it uh, came down to they had some probably some light leak issues. But other than that, I never got through the testing anyone complaining about it. So, you know, that that's what you want. You know, when you breed something, you put something together, and it all comes together. The, the last thing you want to do is blow somebody's garden up over a bunch of fucking Herms. You know, that ain't cool. So that's that's why, you know, I stick with the I'm testing it. I'm not rushing. And we're going to go through this because I don't want that to come out at all. That's not my intentions when I started this whole thing. That's why I'll probably never be some big breeder mass company like some of the other guys. I'll probably st stay kind of, you know, craft cannabis style, you know, breeding a little smaller than a lot of other people. Plus my space. I mean, if I had a nice place, maybe things would be different. Who knows? But it might not get you huge, but it'll keep you reputable. That's for sure. Shit, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing I want to ask you guys during this uh, time of what's going on in our planet. Are you guys all good stocked up on your grow supplies and stuff like that? Did we go get stocked up before the? they all of a sudden say we can't go get stocked up? Definitely. Actually, yeah, we had talked about that in uh, a chat on Instagram. And I was mentioning that since I use Jack's nutrients, <coughs> powdered nutrients, I have enough for like two years. Easy. Um, <laughs> so this should blow over by then. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, funny but thing I bought 10 pounds of barley just on Friday, man. So I'm good, too. You good? Good. So it's yeah. the media. I think the media is going to be the biggest problem. And um, luckily, I'm org organic, so uh, I can reuse my shit if I have to. I mean, I have some amendments. I might run out of those eventually, but I can try composting. You know, I got a worm that You mean reuse your shit literally? <laughs> yeah, that too. Re reuse my dog shit, reuse my shit, whatever. Whatever I got to do, keep that weed coming. Dude, I was just going to say like a month ago, I got this book and it had the urine tea recipe in it. And I was like, ugh. But then today I was like, mm. maybe. Spartan <laughs> manure. You can actually use your urine to be like a start for your compost pile because all that high nitrogen, that high urea. Will, it's urea, yeah. Yeah, it'll get that shit. You guys will do anything to have an excuse to piss in the yard. I yeah. do it. We don't care. <laughs> you caught us. You can't argue science. That's science. Just growing our food. That's all. I was just saying about these bro shows with everybody laughing and shit. She just fucking proved us right there. The only thing that's stops me from pissing outside is nature itself and it has once or twice up here and i'll, I'll yeah. tell you right now if i piss outside right now i turn on the fucking light first because i've had instances where shit was that close to me where i just put my shit back and just like stepped right back in the house and didn't even do my business because Whatever it was in the dark, maybe five feet away, snorted at me, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck this! I ain't gotta go for you yet. Fuck this!" I think but there's good. times. You got a shy but bladder. For the most part, why not, man? What's that? You got a shy bladder. Dude, yeah, it took me three nights to figure it out, but it was a fucking buck that was hanging around, snorting at me every fucking night. So I was like, "Yeah." Oh, when I did, it's not Bigfoot. When I did, uh. CPS in the Upper Peninsula, I was like out with this cop. We were like in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, dude, I have to piss so bad before we get to this house. So I pulled over on the side of the road and I'm like, 
out squatting on the side of the road and all, I had like one beam of light that was like next to my foot and I just see a snake go in between my legs and I was like fuck this in the middle of nowhere I have no light except for like this cop's fucking tail light the snake in between my legs fucking snake is outside He's just trying to get warm, and you fucking just fucking wouldn't give it to him. What the Let fuck? him have it. Snake was in the water smoke, maybe. At night, man, it gets freaky up here, man. There's no light pollution up here. It's the, one of the beautiful benefits up here is at, at night, on a clear night, you can see it's amazing how many stars you can actually see. But um, downfall, when it's outside nothing you will if my truck's five feet from the door i can there's times where i've actually walked right into my truck it's that that dark outside up here so, in the yeah, woods. It, can, it can get a little freaky at times without a light no doubt it's also freaky up there when it's that dark because you can see lights from like really far away so you're like what the fuck is there that? is no but light it's like, yeah. yeah exactly but it's like you know 10 miles away you can hear, hear if shit you're from home long distance too. Yeah, if you're home and need to like Google something interesting about lights in Michigan, look up the Paulding lights in the Upper Peninsula. Oh, I've heard it's of like those. Cool yeah, thing. yeah. With the history lesson, trying to keep us under the educational content. Yeah, Kate's weekly shit to Google. A new segment, maybe. So a thing that I just read on the news today was that um, we had 15,000 vaping products recalled in the Bay, the Bay Area, um, Elite Wellness and some other places for uh, vitamin E. So uh, don't vape the carts, folks. Stop smoking carts. Those are ones that have, what, been on shelves for quite a while? I wish they'd come up with isolate pens soon affordable ones anyway i like the v-fire pods man the rosin carts that's the only the only card i'm willing to that's even what fuck. i have gotta watch those too because there's knockoff ones of those too that they have so. well, i think spartan the pods that you use are from a different company right you don't use the claw pods right there, there's uh, another one that was like a depot or a junction Obert, or something maybe? I use those pods that my uh, boss handed to me, so I'm like, yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing on it. I don't know. I think Pover, uh, the guys that did the sour garlic that you gave me, um, I think they make those pods too. It's probably them then, because yeah, we uh, work with them a lot. Did you say sour garlic, and I just automatically associate that with the smell of the sour garlic cookies room. Thanks for taking me back, fellas. Yeah. Still running that, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're still running. We uh, we we had that. <laughs> Let me think. No, that was the guava. We had two finos of that sour garlic. Yeah, we're still running that too. In oh, fact, you guys are gonna get rid so of so many garlic cross strains in there. It's ridiculous. I mean, we got so many different garlic cross strains, and that GMO is like too much garlic for me, man. Like, like I've said it a million times on here, it's just like I put it in my bong and my I'll taste garlic for a month in that thing. It's like it's so. That garlic stands out so much and it like sticks to everything. But I mean, it gets you high. It gets you high. I, mean, well, I think it's the same one. It's the Wolverine one, right? I don't know. I don't think the cut came from Wolverine. I'm not sure. This came from uh, my boss, uh, Steve at Mitten Gardens. So I'm not sure where he No, got. it's it's Nutrient Shootouts that has that one. That's what well, I mean, I'm if mistaken. you have GMO, you have GMO. GMO is one cut. So 
if it's the real thing, whoever has whatever, it's all it's like really good. Well, I've had I've had GMO from multiple dispensaries and stuff, and then I've had this GMO and this GMO by far is straight fucking garlic to the face. Yeah, and a lot of that is because like GG4, a lot of people fake what they've got and don't have the real stuff. Um, but GMO is one cut of a strain, so it, you know, if you have that, if you have the real thing, that's what it is. You ever wonder how many strains you've never had the real one of? Because people fucking lie about shit. I remember, like, one of the first times I went to, like, a processor's, like, facility when I got into cannabis, he was like, I call this Matangi because it kind of smells like a tangy, but it's a whatever. And I was like, oh, you do that? And he's like, everybody does it. And I was like, oh, that's super shitty. So then, like, after that, I've questioned, like, every single thing that I smoke, you know what I mean? You're like, I wonder what this really is. It's a long time uh, grower that was stuck using dispensary clones, man. I was kind of at the mercy of whatever the fuck they wanted to write on the cups. Well, you just hit a little touchy subject with me. I think that when things are labeled like sour diesel, they should be very clear on the lineage of what they are because you know, there's only one original sour diesel unless they kept mom and pop. Uh, everything else after that will be a recreation and slightly different, <clears throat> especially if it's being reproduced by somebody else because their pheno selection on A and B can be completely different on the creator selection of A and B, which can no way be duplicated unless you have the originals. Am I right in thinking that, uh, Matt? Yeah. Yes, can you guys hear me? I was muted. Yes, you are you are correct there, my friend. Yeah. <clears throat> and it really goes back to like everything. You just gotta know your source and where you're getting your genetics from or where you're getting your flower from and um trust that they know who knew who they were getting it from and they were smart enough to have sourced that from the right people and they actually have the right strain that they say they have and all of those things. So, it's almost like uh, provenance in, in uh, antiques and shit. You know what I mean? If you know the backstory yeah. to something, you know, that's why well, I try to. Like just a respect thing or whatever. Like if you get a clone from Medgrower and he says this is GG4, you know, he's got a, you know, a level of respect to him and you can trust that he's giving you GG4, you know, versus if you buy it from a dispensary maybe and you've never talked to these people before, they're just labeling a strain as whatever the hype thing is of the week and just to sell clones. And then you really don't know. So it's definitely a thing that happens. Well, it's another good case for seeds, you know. I mean, I'd love popping seeds anyway, but I mean, hell, if you're popping seeds, you can say, when somebody asks you, what is this? You can say, well, <laughs> I popped it. I got the package that said it was this. So, I mean, that gives you a hell of a lot more, cre you know, credit than a clone. Because like you guys said, I mean, you kind of spelled it out. Yeah, you've got a clone, but who the hell knows what the fuck it is? <laughs> Yeah, make sure your breeders, if you are doing seeds, the breeders are credible. That way you make sure that they're not just using some off-the-wall dispensary clone that might have been, you know, green crack number 16 instead of whatever the real one is, right? Well, there's just so many new growers out there, and this is all great advice by everybody here. 
you know, that doesn't know the difference. They're just going to run out and, you know, click on one of these seed banks, see, you know, again, sour diesel, for example, and click on it and know that it, there's a good chance that it's nowhere near the original representation. Northern Lights. I, I have no problem myself with it, you know, somebody else smacking their name on it. Med Grower Ones, you know, Pasta Free S you know, sour diesel, you know, my version of it, or, you know, you know, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Not just, you know, sour diesel. If you're going to, you know, put it up and you created it from your garden, you've done the pheno selection. I have no problem with, you know, you putting your version of sour diesel on it rather than just putting sour diesel on it because it's not, you know, the original sour diesel. People should be made aware of that, I guess. Sour D is one of those strains for me that let's just use as an example. Let's say that I've had it 10 times. I've had really, 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 really good sour diesel twice. And I can remember specifically that I've had it twice. The other eight times are not memorable. So what did I really have? I don't know. I just have some anecdotal ass evidence, but I really enjoyed it twice. Well, and you were talking about seed Spartan, and I think that it's really important to bring up that um, when you see a breeder on Instagram and say they're like, this is my wedding cake, for example. Make sure you research that strain and see who the real breeder was and go and get the seeds from that person instead of from the person that tried to replicate what that was or tried to self it or um, recreate it somehow. You're going to get some half-assed version of what you really wanted to have. Unless you're trying to add to it in stature or something and you're like, well, this is the original strain and I see that this is a shortcoming with it and this is how I would try to address it if I was to breed it myself. You know, so maybe yeah, there's a lot of can, people trying to take somebody else's name, somebody's fancy name for their product, and then just sell some seeds. So yeah, be really careful. PSA. My, my wedding cake cut's legit. It's it's JBZ's cut, Seed Junkies wedding cake cut. Well, it would be like um, if someone else decided to start making primal punch seeds you know oh, yeah yeah totally and that's not a thing that they can really do reliably or have the same quality in any way so what you would want people to do is look for primal punch on you know see a plan on instagram and be like oh, okay who bred that originally and then look you up or whatever and then get the seeds that way you know, so that's how us as consumers are going to get the product that we want to have the highest quality possible i think you know typically if you have even just a five pack of seeds. If you have a five pack of feminized seeds, you know what you're going to get. If you have a 10 pack of regular seeds, let's say that you're going to end up with just say five females. There's going to be some variance there. It shouldn't be too much. You should be able to find something in a pack that you wouldn't mind taking a clone of and running until something else comes along and bumps it up. You know what I mean? So that's your kind of your whole thing is I'm spending 120 bucks on some beans. It's going to be a commitment of some months. Hopefully it pays me back. I hope I like it, you know. It's, it's what it is. Yeah. Or even better yet, they can just stop biting off of everybody else's creations and just start making their own shit. <laughs> I am a shitbag grower. I would be nothing but a shitbag breeder. So I'm going to let the pros stay with their like shit, movie man. Theaters can't even keep or create a new movie. It's like, you know, movie number five these days because they don't have a new thought they think can sell any tickets so <laughs> or remake after remake or after reboot yeah, creativity is just gone it's like okay what's a famous movie from 25 years ago 
keep rebooting that for 25 years and then just cycle that forever. Called a retread, my friend. Horrific live action versions of movies from my childhood. Just reminds me of corporate America. You know, everything's been, you know, the arts are going away. It's all corporatized. How do we make money on this? Okay, let's just change this a little bit and put a number behind it. Call it good. Then we can do this every year instead of just once every five years. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the cookies brand to me. Rebrand, yeah, right? Yeah, to rant really fast, you know, because the strain Girl Scout cookies existed already, and then you just happened to name a brand the same thing, and then, you know, that's frustrating as a as a cannabis grower. Yeah, I'd like to express importance also on like the terminology, and I don't I don't think any of you have mentioned it. I was a little involved in chat for just a second, but just like when a lot of these strains with specific names have been te like terpene tested and things like that if you're looking for something for a specific element you'll probably look for a certain terpene which will lead you probably to that strain sometimes so that could be important i hope you guys didn't already say that oh that's a good point though that leads me to a good question ned i know you're right in the middle of a bong hit but uh how much does uh testing i'm assuming you use like maybe site labs or somebody here in in Michigan, but how much does testing help you or do you use testing at all in your breeding like decisions? I mean, how much does it, does it really, I mean, I imagine if I were a breeder, most of the decisions would be how I felt about it, you know, judgments I made in my own head, but does testings influence that decision a whole lot for you? Are you talking like lab testing or sex testing or you're talking, yeah, lab I'm, talking about, I'm talking about lab testing, like maybe a terpene test or, or maybe just a cannabinoid test or things like that. Um, I, I haven't personally took anything down and have it. I have went to PSI labs and had stuff tested in the past, but with Primal Punch myself, I did not do that. Other people did though. So um, yeah, I look at that data when they come back and, 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 you know, you know, especially with Fergurley, he showed some data on a lot of the terpenes that he had tested with his. So, you know, you start looking at them and yeah. Okay. So he's got that cut. I see this terpene profile. Um, someone else had another one done and I could see that terpene profile and I could see there were some similarities, you know, there was always, you know, a couple of mainstays, but then there was a couple of other terpene profiles that were, you know, bumped out a little farther than maybe the other one. So there is just a little different variation and to really see if those are things that you're looking for, you'd have to sample those, uh, um, you know, buds and, and smoke it and then you know, then obviously if I want, I'd source the clone and I could, uh, um, you know, move on from there with some breeding. Um, but I didn't take none of theirs. I happen to like what I had. And so far it's turned out really good. So I like the cut that I got. I actually have a purple one. That's why I asked uh, Eagle if his was green or purple. Mine, mine kind of finishes off in, into the purple um, finish, you know. And what terpene comes through on the finish for yours? The terpene that comes through, like the, I, <laughs> you know, mine is more of a fruity gaseous, okay. um, you know, it looks, it just smells that way. You know, I've stuck with that type of terpene profile myself because that's exactly what I've been looking for to, for that cross with the Gorilla Glue and the Primal Punch. I think it's a great mix. You're getting, getting both best of both worlds of flavor and a punch with the buzz, you know, the THC, I haven't really seen it any over 26%. It was like 25 point, whatever is about the highest that I've seen it tested in. If you're looking for THC rating. So it's, 
it's kind of like, I don't know, you guys call it 25 anymore, kind of like, do you guys call that high range anymore on the THC content or are we kind of like mid range anymore? I mean, you're seeing 27s and 28s. I still you know. think that's it. Those are good numbers personally. Yeah. yeah for me personally, 25 is a, a high range. Yeah. Anymore. I'm more for flavor. You know, I, I'm more of a flavor guy now. And of course it's nice to have the punch on the back end. So with the primal <laughs> punch, that's kind of what I've gone for is more of the fruity side of things in that cross so and with the banana punch in it 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 has really stayed through in in the f1 and into the the, the f2 so but now i, mean, I want to venture on to some other see what else we could do with the primal punch and and a couple other things now one thing about the primal punch i'm not going to make like 10 different crosses of of primal punch i think i want to try to uh come up with some other things and see what else i can come across and find and stuff like that 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 was a plan this year is i was going to venture out more and, and go and look at other you know crosses or other phenos of different strains but you know now we're just kind of like in limbo of what what we're doing next year nobody really knows so so do you have any plans with the primal punch to maybe do any kind of a back cross like maybe back to an original parent like either the glue or if you still have the banana punch yeah you know what i have thought about that a little bit dude but i think i want to do the feminize first uh and and get that out to people because there's a big demand but yeah i have i have thought about that and i'm keeping um seed stock specifically to do such things you know like that so that's one thing i'm doing you know i'm keeping probably you know 100 200 seeds personally myself from the crosses that I'm doing just as a personal stock to kind of, you know, who knows, maybe we'll run through it a couple of years from now, you know, after I've worked on some other things and do something or, or whatever. I think it's a good idea to do that. You know, that was something Vader suggested too. And I thought it made a whole lot of sense to, to keep a decent little stock. So even though it's hard when you're into your personal stock and people are like, please, can I have some? And you, you want to give it, but, you kind of got to keep a little bit for yourself to, to experiment with more things like with, with, with what you said. So. <clears throat> oh, Eagle walkthrough. You had uh, said about um, focusing on flavor. And I think that that's something that growers all can kind of agree on because when it comes down to it, we can just smoke another joint. You know, we don't need to maximize THC. We'd rather enjoy the flavor quite a bit more. And I wonder if that same sentiment is shared with the people that don't grow. Nice trunk. You know, I don't know because back in the day, the only thing I cared about when I was younger was getting some first and foremost. Um, when I wasn't growing was just getting some and finding some that was decent and, um, you know, getting a buzz. <clears throat> now things have shifted. I mean, I'm not a grower, but I'm more for flavor profile, but I still don't want to forget about the the back end of the buzz medicated property profile of the thing either so and i think that's why i've moved to like smoking this because it's insta flavor you, you know as smoking a joint it's still flavor but not as much as this so i'm getting more of the flavor out of that but i'm still a flower guy when i pass and die you guys go ahead and chuck a bunch of joints on me and Go ahead. Yeah, boy. Go yeah. Say it's good to go. 
But yeah, so I am a flower person. First and foremost, Eagles in there showing us his garden. Oh yeah, look at the ding dong there. <laughs> I think that's his, that's his F2, I think. Primal F2. Yeah, that's the F2 right there. She's a stacker. I think it's stacked, man. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I'm going to start plumping. She's huge. Yeah. yeah Very tasty. Be blessed with these. Oh, that shit. Yeah, look, everyone likes it, man. It's, it, it goes quick here. You know, it goes almost just as fast. You know, Gorilla Glue goes fast still. To this day, years later of me having it, it still goes fast. Primal Punch goes pretty fast, too, when I have it. Which yeah. right now, I don't have a personal supply to smoke of it. I'm a little bum. That's why I want to get started some clones. I want to do a run of it. I wanted to tell you, Matt, I don't know if I've told you before, but that, that uh, Gorilla Glue that I got off you, um, it was my mom's favorite medicine for years. Like, that was the only thing, you know, that was the one she wanted. And then finally, finally this year I grew some snow cane that she thought was just a little bit better. But that was forever was her favorite ever strain. So thank you again for that strain, man. Oh, yeah, no problem, dude. Dude, and it yields, too. It does. <laughs> Fuck. Who does? You know, it, you know, sometimes it'll grow a little knuckly and weird, weird sometimes, you know, and then sometimes it grows great, nice spears, but uh, it does yield. It delivers. I've had one plant just in this small room that I got. I banged out nine ounces one time off of, you know, one plant that was just over four foot tall, but, you know, I topped it and pruned it a lot and I, and I did, you know, train it and scrog it out, but I thought that was a great yield for that size, size of a plant, you know, and these are top shelf nuggets, you know, that I, that I got. <clears throat> so I was pretty happy. And of course I had, you know, like six of those plants. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, it, it does, it, it will yield, you know, especially if you fill your room. And Scrog's pretty key because she needs all the support she can get. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely dude. Mars Hydro. Look at Eagle. He's all organized over here. Yeah, he's this is uh, his program. I ain't gonna lie. This is Med Grower One shit. It reminds me of old Mr. Tight shit. Going over the eraser, uh, dry, dry My erase board, uh, man. That was the way. Yeah, people liked it. People request me to bring that back. That'd be real easy for me to shoot a little, you know, video clip of it and then go back to the computer and do a voiceover of that as well. You know, I thought about that because. I get a lot of questions about my ratio with the Floriflex nutrients and, you know, stuff like that, what I'm using and, you know, what are my PPMs or my EC and my pH and, you know, cause my pH is all different now. I don't just keep it at 5.8 straight through on cocoa. That's more veg beginning of flower. I push it up to 6.1, you know, through flower. So it, it you know, it doesn't just stay the same. It, it gradually goes up and then, you know, I hit the flush, and then I don't really care what the pH is during the flush. So, are you still growing straight cocoa? Yeah, you know, uh, once in a while, dude, when I go to grow green, sometimes all the straight cocoa is gone, so I got to get the cocoa perlite mix. So I do prefer the straight cocoa. Um, 
if I have to get the perlite mix, I'll get it. It doesn't bother me. Um, it does drain a little quicker. You know, I got to pay attention to that and the watering times maybe, but not a big deal. But yep, straight cocoa. I don't pre-rinse it. I don't charge it. I use Mother Earth. I just water it. I give it a good heavy watering the first time out and I don't seem to have any issues. People ask me that all the time if I rinse it, wash it, charge it. I use Mother Earth also and I don't rinse mine either and I have really good results. I do use the perlite version, but you know, same difference. I'm sure it's the same cocoa. Sometimes I grab the perlite version just because they run a super sale on it and it's just like a, a no brainer to grab it. You know, it's like, oh my God, you know, you're under 10 bucks a bag, you know, you grab it. So, <clears throat> I mean, the whole reason why I started grabbing Mother Earth Cocoa is because I couldn't source can of cocoa. It was kind of hard to get can of products here in, in Michigan in the beginning. In the early, now you can, now I can walk into Grill Green. I see the can of cocoa stacked up, but I'm so used to the Mother Earth Cocoa. I just stay with that. You know, I don't yeah, want to. I wouldn't recommend the can of. <laughs> What's that? I said I wouldn't recommend the canna anyway. So <laughs> I like the Mother Earth. I got no complaints about it. It's not too crazy expensive. It's really easy to work with. I think a beginner that wanted to get into cocoa would have great success with that. Keep your pH in check and don't overfeed your plants and you'll be fine. We got a question from chat from M, M Hunter. Says that he's going from soil to cocoa and any suggestions? Well, probably the biggest thing for you is you're going to end up with a pH change, all right? And depending your light source, you know, you might burn up more magnesium and stuff like that in the cocoa than you're used to in a soil, you know, nutrients or soil plant. So that's the one thing you're going to probably change your pH to 5.8 and go from there. And then you're probably going to have to maybe give it a little more CalMag. Or if you weren't supplementing CalMag, you're probably going to have to. And I don't know what your light source is. And that depends too, because if you use an LED, it's going to chew up a little more of the micronutrients. So you got to pay attention to that. This is all stuff. In the beginning, we didn't know. We thought our plants were dying. And when the LED come out, and this is all stuff we've learned since then. So I think that'd probably be your biggest thing is just probably your pH adjustment from your soil to the cocoa and maybe a CalMag upage supplement. The one last thing I would say is watch out on watering. You're going to notice that the pots are probably going to dry out a lot faster than what you're used to. So be on that so that you can keep those plants from drying out too bad. Get accustomed to watering every day, if not more often than that. Um, if you've got automated systems like med grower and I have and red, um, you can water a lot of times per day and you really get an advantage from that too. Oh, crazy did you guys say to uh, switch into maybe a pro mix, you know, a gradual mix, maybe do a run in pro mix before you go full cocoa. Did anyone suggest to use a smaller pot also? No, that's, that's a point. good tip because with the cocoa, you're right. You don't need a big giant, Pot. Downsize just a little yeah, bit. So for the same saves size of money. Plant you're normally having a five, you can do it in Put a three. three. Yeah. Yep. And it saves you money. Yeah, it saves you all kinds of stuff in the long run. Think about it. You got to buy less cocoa. You have less labor to, you know, if you're filling up a three, I'd, I'd much rather fill a three than a five. Less nutrients, <laughs> less watering. I use three gallons of mine. You guys, this is, this is what we're talking about right here, right now, is exactly why. 
I went from the tens to the threes of the bucket company because um, I was using way more cocoa than I needed. I was using more with the transplants. Then I started only filling them up halfway because they were the 10 gallon pots. And I was like, this is just, it's just un unnecessary to have that size of pot in that room. If I had a bigger facility, the pots would make more sense because I'd grow bigger plant, right? We'd grow a bigger, taller plant in the 10 gallon pot with the cocoa. But since I'm not, we've switched it over. And now when we do the transplant, it's so much easier because I'm, I already have the system in the, the veg. So I just literally pick the bags up and walk them into the room now. And I'm not adding no cocoa, no nothing, no more. And we're just flowering right out in the three gallons. So. Yeah. And the reason why you can do it is, well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but inside of cocoa, there's a lot of space for the roots to grow. Like there's a lot of empty room. And you'll notice that once you've done flowered out plants that are in these three gallons, you could like beat someone to death with the root ball because it forms such a dense root ball in there. And it's doesn't really break up now. Yeah, it's really, really neat how it does it. Um, and it's something that you didn't really or don't experience in soil quite the same way. You might have to water a little more frequently, depending on how small you're. Yeah, like you're I, I want to be really quick to point that out. Too. Go yeah, go ahead. I want to be quick to point that out too, because I've thought about downsizing too, and I just don't feel like watering that much. And I want to be quick to point out that both of you guys run somewhat of a hydro or an auto drip system to where you could. It's easier for you guys to downsize and not be so much worried about pot size to where me you know i go from a three to a 10 gallons just so i'm not watering you know twice a day but my roots are you know hitting the edges of the pot and filling out nicely but if i were to you know go to a drip system i i would definitely agree to downsize to a three in fact i could probably get away with doing a three i'm just too lazy on you know but at the same time, you, go, you know, everybody's got different goals in their garden and shit like that. And uh, your hand yeah. watering, it definitely makes way more sense. You know? But I, I would just say that at the same time, Eagle, the size of the plants you got in your in your tents in a uh, if you were growing in soil, those wouldn't be the same size pots. They would be big monster, probably 20s or, or maybe at least a 15 gallon pot to get a, a plant through that. That's that size and not run out of nutrient. So even in your case, you would have to downsize the pot if you were switching from soil to going to cocoa. I guess it's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Even though you're still using a larger size pot than other people, but you're also growing larger plants. See what I mean? So I think you still did the same thing. I'm sure you're using smaller pots now than what you may have in soil, or at least growing bigger plants would be my guess. Man, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because when this switches on back here in a minute, uh, I actually have my first HPS grog going on. And I'll, I'll say this much, I did not veg in that area. You know, I kind of spread them out and then kind of let them, you know, do their thing the first week. But there is no way, no way that uh, the yield in the grog will equal a, a normal quad in that same spot for sure. And I want to be, I want to point out too, I do love my cocoa. 
There's no way I think I'd go back anytime soon. Even the cocoa I run right now, that shit's so chunky. I could use it for a good long time before it really powdered up to where I'd have to throw that shit away. You know, I, I do, I do love that, that cocoa that grow it, man. That's good. To so are you, uh, you're reusing it? Or do you have to rinse it or anything when you reuse it? Or you just go right into the same old pot? You figure you're flushing? You know, I, I do reuse it. And I don't really worry about flushing it out a whole lot because I kind of fade them out the last week, two weeks. And I don't think there's a whole lot of shit in there. And, uh, you know, I count on my microbes and whatnot, too. I do add them clean keep things clean and balanced out so i'm not really worried about things getting too out of whack but yeah i do reuse that cocoa and there's no reason not to it doesn't you know it's you guys all seen it it's super chunky there's yeah you know, it's think. not compacting in any way so yeah why not reuse it i was i was just gonna say i would think that would last longer because of that because it's chunkier it's gonna take a lot longer for it to break down you could probably reuse that a lot longer than you could like a regular shredded cocoa I reuse my cocoa, and I would say I agree with both of you guys. I think that the chunkier cocoa would last a long time. And what brand is the chunkier brand that you guys are talking about? Me, myself, it's the grow it. And my, my method is I, I, I got one block, I'll mix up one block, and I'll mix it uh, half and half. With the old stuff, I got a tub of the old recycled stuff, and I kind of mix it together as I'm going along. 50-50, new and old, and I do that every time. And if things start to get backed up, that's when I start chucking it out, the old stuff out to the yard, and I'll you know, start over. I might, I don't know how the supply chain is going to be, and I've actually been considering ways of trying to possibly, I'm definitely probably going to have to reuse my uh, my pots. I'm going to have to reuse uh, mo probably most, most of the stuff I usually consider is consumable. Uh, depending on how supply chains go. So I've been really thinking about that kind of stuff, rinsing, because I usually just use my cocoa one time and then I compost it or try to recycle it afterwards. Uh, most of the time, uh, I shouldn't say most of the time, but sometimes it ends up on a landfill or something if I can't really get to it. But same deal with some of those fabric pots. You know, I get them on Amazon. They're like a buck fifty, two dollars a piece. And I usually consider that as like one of the consumables of the garden. So I'm going to be trying to reuse all this stuff. So it's kind of a perfect conversation for this time you know how to that, i haven't stuff. noticed read any detrimental effect at all to reusing the cocoa um it seems to do just fine and the plants grow just as big and um all of that stuff um some of the concerns that i thought i might have would be like chasing nutrients around or deficiencies or hot spots and none of that thing actually happened so that was nice i think the biggest thing i would be concerned with is an ipm thing like if you did run into an issue i wouldn't reuse that media you know what i mean just throw that shit out but that's kind of been my my concern is like when, when it leaves the room it kind of sits out in you know the storage area until i can kind of get to it and who knows what pathogens or whatever can kind of get to it in there and then you know but I, I try to let it dry out first that way i can either recycle it or throw it away or whatever or you know if it's winter time i'm not throwing it on top of the snow or anything just for you know discretion so there's a lot of times where it just sits out in the shop and just kind of waiting for me to kind of handle it so that's a big concern is like pathogens and then the other concern is uh oxygen retention i don't know if that changes over time um if, because i know that that's a big reason the cocoa works so well with hydroponics is because of its ability to uh, ask yourself this Raj, 
you said that you recycle it in your yard, right? So that means you grow other shit in it. The other shit you're growing in, it grows just fine. So I, it's still I mean, be just it fine. May or may not. I mean, it's I, I haven't really grown anything out of where the areas that I recycle it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of being composted and stuff. So it's just kind of tossed out there. Aside from grass, maybe growing out of it, but I don't know. Cocoa mounds in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, I'm gonna get on out of here. I'm gonna go in and chill out with the fam. I just want to say thanks for inviting me, you guys. It's been cool. We appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for joining us. Do a quick little sign-off. Uh, where can everybody find you at? Uh, of course, you guys can find me here. Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube, you know, Megro One, or you can find me over at Instagram, same same name, Megro One. That's the places where you're going to find me right now. So, uh, um, and of course, you can look for my genetics. They'll be on EmpireBreedingCO.com when he has them available. He does worldwide shipping. If you're going to pay for the shipping, he's going to ship it. So there you guys go. And uh, appreciate all the support, you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Eagle, zipping up the tent. Time to build you some rooms, homie. Thank you, brother. I hate these tents. I wish I will sometime soon. Thanks for Bring coming. Bring a hammer, man. man. <laughs> all right, guys. Peace out. Thank you. Later, man. Man, Eagle, he called you out, and you're like a contractor and everything. <laughs> Well, contractor and, you know, having the space are two different things, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the logistics of doing that would be a pain it. in the ass. You know what I mean? You'd have to drag everything out just to basically rebuild the same thing or take all those apart and reset them up all over your fucking house. But then you have the HVAC issue that they all share. So that becomes something else you have to take into consideration. I know you've got to have a fucking fan graveyard over there, don't you? It's really nice for the doors and shit. Like the tent doors, the zippers and stuff break all the time and leak light and they're a pain in the ass. So like just having nice doors would be sweet. I'm sure you think about that and dream about it occasionally. Pocket doors, Eagle. Pocket doors. Rolling these doors up is a huge tip. And these office clips are going to come undone. This he says the We're great. If you, oh, my I mean, mic is too. Things were tent. great. I've only got one tent, but it has like a little strap that does that on its own. Like it's. I don't mean to sound like an old bitch, but this thing right here, you can get a couple of fucking versions of this right here at Home Depot. This is like and the old lady grabbers. Well, you can get actually get a industrial strength one, but when you can. Uh, Reach in the back of your tents and clean shit up, or if you spill something, I can wad some paper towel up and you know get back That's in there really and clean good point. Yeah. shit up without uh, having to fucking move shit around. Is why I got that thing. So it's, when uh, I go to Harbor Freight, clean up. so when clean I up. when I go to Harbor Freight no, and ask for them, I want don't the buy ones... one at Harbor Freight. Okay, don't buy one. I've been through a freight. This one right here okay. is uh twenty bucks. Holy shit, uh twenty bucks Sorry, at Home Depot. Okay, so but they actually have one better. like one ten bucks, uh, more. It's thirty bucks, and it's like you ain't breaking that motherfucker. That's the one that's gonna pinch welts out of you, right? Well, there's yeah, you could. Yeah. It's guaranteed to pick up thirty pounds, is what it says. So yeah, I think you're good with that one. 
and and we just have video evidence so you can smash it against your face and it still won't break. That's some tough shit. We know Eagle's like hard as steel. He's covered in tattoos. It's a new one every day. I'm on pause now thanks to government lockdown. I was just going to say, why you got to bring that up? You, you got you to pour that salt in the wound. Don't they have one that you can use like a cane and a grabber? I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. What's that, Kate? The don't they have one that you can use like a cane and a grabber? Got That's it. like sturdy yeah. enough to lean on. And a bowl. That's, like That's the dirty old man. That's the dirty old man. Yeah, I'm not there yet, Kate. Jeez, I'm fucking rushing things along. Jesus, is this a fucking hater party tonight or what, man? They're picking Come on us, man. The old people. No, dude, I like for the last three days, like my one toe has hurt really bad. I'm like, ugh, something's gonna happen with the weather. I just when I got up a minute ago, it was to get it was to get my roller thing to put it on there. I called it my gout toe earlier. It fucking hurts. So I feel the old man vibes. Ego, is it okay if I ask you about the Spanish flu since we got the COVID thing? Oh, what a dick. <laughs> Chase said. I'm just not trying. I'm just happy that I'm not getting all this shit. So soak it up, Ego, man. I appreciate it, bro. Take one for the team. <laughs> Take one for the team. You know I love you, Ego. Hopefully it's red that catches the shit. Oh, I got that joke. What, the joke? I got the joke. It's all worth it. I love hanging out with you guys. I just wanted to be quick to point that out, man, that uh, this shit hasn't put a dent in this because this is a great time of week for sure. At least it is for me, and I hope it is for everybody else. Dude, I've been sick as fuck the last two days, and like six hours ago, I didn't even think I was going to come on this thing. And then uh, it's like, fuck. Okay, cool. The whole time that we've been doing this, hey man, I I have to be here. I have to because it's just like I know it's gonna make me feel better. I'm gonna get some good laughs, some cheap laughs and shit. See all my friends. In a way, it's its own medicine, isn't it? All right, don't you feel better? Don't you? I mean, what have you smoked so far, Skilbo? So I smoked this highlights from Spartan, and dude, that got me. The headlights. Headlights. Yeah, I just put that into flour. So I well I haven't flipped the lights over yet, but I did plant everything in the bed, and I got that new fancy straw, the organic straw shit to top with, and um, yeah, I got that, and I also have your uh, Spartan glue, and I have abolished abolished OG, Keweenaw copper, um, a sour melon, and some other shit in there. So i want to shout out kate that looks so badass you watching you smoke with that thing all night long i think corella Deville over there <laughs> dude the, when uh, when we went to zoo glasses place he was rolling me that blunt tip and he was like how long do you want it and i was like i kind of want it really long and he's like i'll make you <laughs> i'll make you this thing so i like it though because you have to hit it so hard that you suck in a little bit of oxygen too so smoking out of it gets you pretty high but this is your Spartan Blue, so it's like extra good. The first one that I smoked out of it was the whatever the HL is, and I like that a lot too. Headlights. One headlights. That one that so Canakin said that it smells like beef stew or some shit. And it I agree very that it smells <laughs> very steak. Yeah. yeah. To me, it has like that like 
soup bo smell but i like it it's like that yeah you said bo smell earlier yeah it is that's a uh headband and northern lights yep yep it's uh, average joe Average Joe genetics. Yep, I've had that for a long, long time. I'm. I think I'm gonna finally cut it out of the garden. With the, uh, you know, I made a big, a big amount of cuts. I'm down to three strains right now, and I've got a couple more that I'm test. You know, obviously still testing to go up against those strains. But I don't think headlights is gonna make the cut. So I'm glad I've got Skillbo. I'm glad you've got that cut um, to keep it around. So if I start missing her, I can still maybe get a cut here and there and run her once or twice maybe throughout the year. Dude, before you kill it, give me a cut. Unless you did already. I guess. Okay. I'll, I'll take another round. I can take a round of cuts. Kate, how's your garden doing? Mine is <coughs> currently in the phase of seeds popping. Cause so I had struggled. I had mites on and off. And then most of the strains that I got were from like just people I don't really fuck with anymore. You know what I mean? So it was just like, whatever bad juju. So I had taken my whole, I, it was, I was like bad juju plants. So I'd taken my whole garden and um, cut it down to wash fresh frozen and didn't really like the results of the first one that I did. So I was like, man, eh, fuck it. I'll just cut everything down and reset. I also have, uh, my rooms are all like, things that I tarped off with panda plastic, right? So um, my cats can get in there. So I gotta figure out a better system for keeping cats out. So right now I got seeds popping while I cat proof my rooms. So I'm in a little phase of resetting, but I like it because my paranoid ass has been stopped, like popping like uh, vegetable seeds and shit too. So it's like, it's been a good, like, uh, fresh start type of. And what you know. seeds are you popping uh, next cannabis ones? Um, I'm going to do the Tuscadero from Scapegoat. That's the that pink one. Um, I got some. Oh, shit. I'm so bad at remembering names. Uh, I got the. Whatever the grow off ones are um and then the, another one from 2020 uh that i'm gonna do that's like shit i don't remember the name of it i'll uh, look it up about queens or something that i remember you talking about it's like it. a it's like a lady name yeah, like, yeah. i want to say like it's something hussy or some shit. i don't know <laughs> but uh, it's, it's definitely not that now that i've said it out loud um and then i'm gonna do those promising strain though from um eagles that are like uh, a durban cross called the fendi 99 in durban the winnie yeah, yeah. and that's the parents one of the parents of a loser. yeah and then food wise i'm growing some like lettuce and carrots and uh cucumbers cucumbers to eat and cucumbers to make pickles um beans like green beans and then uh i kind of want to try like watermelon but i think i'm gonna do it inside so that i can like have it not get fucked with by the like ravenous city squirrels in my neighborhood and like 
a fucking it's like last year one time I left a bag of trash outside and I like heard some noise so I like opened up the door and there was like legitimately a skunk a possum and a raccoon all just like in a circle around this trash bag and I was like the fuck kind of like ghetto ass like sesame street bullshit is this like get the fuck out of my trash so like I, don't, I have space to grow shit outside, but the things that I like actually want to eat probably need to stay indoors. So I also got the mushroom growing shit going on in my basement. So it's going to be kind of like a cannabis and food situation. So I'm looking through the catalog. I got the 2020 catalog right here, but uh, <laughs> could it be made of honor? Could that be the one that you got? That's the one. All right. I don't Bingo. It was sour snow times bad girl. Yeah, the hussy one. Yeah, I like that it's something like really like no <laughs> girl hussy. Sounding, and I'm yeah. like the horror one. Whore. Everyone knows the maid of honor is the hussy. Red, how you doing over there? What have you got going on in your garden right now? Are you cutting down phenos, selecting stuff? Let's see here. I kicked a whole bunch of stuff just like Spartan so far in 2020. Like, get, got rid of mothers of like blueberry F13s, rosemary, alien OG sour, sour D's, all that stuff's gone. That lemon diesel, everything's uh, pretty much gone. All I have now is the uh, Death Star. I still have Apollo. I still have Girls Gone Wild, believe it or not. Um, still trying to make some kind of a novelty uh, reason to keep that around uh, since it's not that potent. I still like to smoke it. Uh, and it's really purple, so I don't know. But anyways, what's coming down? Water, dude. One more time, man. I'm sorry. I was talking to him. That GGW is an attention grabber. It is. It really is. I, I think maybe the, the clone aspect of it might be popular. I don't know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to it for a little, a little while. And then uh, what I'm actually getting ready to pull down in a few weeks is Death Star. I'm really excited about that. I, I talked about that a little bit. I have not smoked that in a really long time. So I'm excited to get that one in the lungs and uh, help keep, keep us all healthy. Um, I'm also really excited to get uh, <clears throat> Grape Glee, which is really smelling like a strawberry cherry bubble gum right now. Uh, I'm really excited about that one. That's Canarado, uh, Grape Pie, and Sunset Sherbert. Really excited about that one. And then um, Rainbow Driver, which is... <clears throat> really uh almost like a vanilla skunky kind of strange i'm really excited to share with you guys uh um that was really big great big dense buds it's uh sunday driver and moonbow by archive loving it and then i just got into flower not too long ago some more of the same um with a little extra one in there that is flow so i'm really excited just got flow into flower just a couple of plants just to fill some gaps, but excited to have it nonetheless because it's been a little while, probably since summer since I've had that one. So otherwise, uh, everything's just uh, cooking perpetually. I'm kind of waiting to see what's kind of happening, depending on how many more plants I want to get back into late veg to try to see uh, what our, like I was talking about, our supply situation goes because I might have to limit my plant counts, knock them down, maybe grow bigger plants if that's the case. So I'm kind of waiting to see what the supply situation's doing. So how many more I'm going to start vegging. So otherwise, I'm just in my good old perpetual game and keeping the garden going. I was uh, I might grab some of my veggie seeds and uh, just show you guys what I have about to go. That way, somebody else can talk and I'm not going to monologue too much. But you had I'm about to get the garden going. 
Death Star. And that's actually one of the strains that I just put into flower. So I'm curious how my Death Star will compare to your Death Star. Because I haven't grown it in a while. too. Goes back I'm to your Sour Diesel thing strains. about being a clone only. Yeah, is what that goes back to. only strains, supposedly. Totally. Right. Thing, so. um, and we run the same nutrients even. So um, that would be an interesting comparison, I think. Yeah, I wonder if we actually have the same cut. That's a real interesting comparison. I think to make. go down. That's pretty cool. Else I got in my garden. I'm running the Sunshine and Haze from Kyle Gardner through Flower finally. Um, crescendo again. Um, Citra Glue, I believe, and then OKC Orange Kush Cake from Ethos. I have two different phenos um, on a pheno hunt, so we'll see how those do. And that's Jelly Bean, uh, Wedding Cake, and something else as a cross orange kush cake you said is what it was called yeah. i wonder if it was orange jelly bean that gave it that orange name i used to love orange jelly bean that's why i had to pull that one out i'm interested in that too with everything that we said earlier about uh breeders and you know, all that you know, uh, i'm interested to see how close they are to like taste with everything side by side and another thing I want to say, Red, I know I mentioned it in chat yesterday, but I, I like the visual. Happy birthday, brother. I know uh, I want to point out to the Groskies, our brother Red had a birthday yesterday. I have respect enough not to rag on him about his age, Ooh. but, but, <laughs> I mean, how could happy you? birthday, brother. I hope you had a great day. And uh, how was it? Thanks, man. It was it was great. You know, we did uh, we did some awesome stuff. We watched some pretty cool movies. Uh, Nothing but trouble, and uh, which is a Dan Aykroyd movie. Dan Aykroyd's one of my favorite producers, one of my favorite actors, etc. Chevy Chase, the whole the whole gang was in it. Uh, you guys got to check it out. Uh, I can't even do any spoilers on that one because it's just too good. Uh, I'll let you know that Tupac's in it, uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll tell you. And then we watched the 1985 oh, Alice in Wonderland. What'd you Tupac's alive? <laughs> he was, yes. You know, uh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> yesterday, totally. Um, no, I love that movie, man. It was really good. Uh, yeah, 1985, uh, Alice Wonderland. Uh, Scott Baio, uh, Jesus, oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Chachi, Dude, all kinds of, all kinds of uh, cameos during that movie. It was like a made-for-TV version that I have lingering around. But yeah, man. It, dude, Eagle, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man. Turned 35 yesterday, and it was a great day. We hung out in the house, and just did some really cool stuff. It was great, man. I even, uh, some of my homies were doing a live concert, Stormy Cromer. Uh, they did some live concert, not for me or anything. They were supposed to play at the Blind Pig, and that just didn't happen, of course. So uh, I got to have a little birthday party solo, uh, me, uh, Miss Red and myself. So it was really cool, man. We put some, uh, some lights out and some glow sticks out and jammed out. So thanks, Eagle. I appreciate that, man. Brother. And thanks everybody else. You have many who wish many me happy more. birthday too. Thank you. Somebody out there's probably floored like there's no fucking way that dude is 35 years old, man. So I'm interested, uh sequence. What is your take on the headlights? What what do you say for the smell? Because everybody comes back with a <laughs> with a different odd description. So I love this. I didn't get anything super odd about it. I thought it was kind of piney and stuff like you did. Um, but um, the saying I'm a lot taste and flavor and stuff are very subjective things to people, I think. And that's a really interesting thing about um, cannabis 
cigars where I have like a tasting background from. Uh, that was very similar there was that people would have different interpretations of the same thing. It's kind of hard to be a sommelier of something that like plants vary so much. So um, every bud is going to be a little bit different in the flavor and the smell and all of that aroma. And so that's really neat. And uh, even from plant to plant. So um, the experience is different for each person. But yeah, like I said, I got like a pine from it, and uh, I really like that because pine is what I'm looking for in meds. So, speaking of pine, what are you rocking in your garden right now that you're looking at? Something new? Anything different? Me? I just went over the list, but I can do it. Uh, I did uh, sunshine and haze from Kyle Gardner. Uh, got him. Look at Kate is dying. Well, she's laughing at you because you weren't paying attention. You high on. And hey man, I can't help it. If you already did it, don't do it twice. I'm mad. <laughs> so I want to shout out to um, Zoro PB and Chad if I can. Streamlabs is being weird and and timing them out for I don't know why, but he's talking about a grain that you can grow. I'm going to try to scroll back up. He said it was an Aztec grain. I forget the name of it already. Amrith, I think it was. But anyhow he was talking about Amrith in there and it's uh, deleting his messages and everything. So not really sure what's going on there, but I'm sorry about that. Zero. He's probably putting a, if you put a period a and then type right after it without putting a space, it makes it think that you're putting links. He's probably doing that accidentally. Yeah. I put a period in between two words. So it looks like a, like a website. So it, it deletes those messages. What did those say, Red? Uh, just a bunch of different varieties of peppers, some sweet mixes, uh, Honeycrisp. Bell. I was just showing up some of the um, food that I'll be growing this this season without taking up too much dialogue time. But yeah, these are uh, just a little bit of everything, really. Peas, beans. I'll show you guys. <clears throat> Don't make fun of my, uh, my brand selection. A lot of the times I do just shop at box stores for seeds, but I just eat it, you know. Yeah, I've got already got some popped up already. I've got a bunch of we've got cucumbers going up there. We've got uh, peas. They've already popped out. Um, the daikon radishes, which I don't know, but we'll see if those will transplant. But those are already popped up, so they're already liking, loving those. Those help your soil too. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna plant. Uh, we were gonna plant a, like a bed of them, and then maybe harvest half, and then let the other half just stay down. And, and uh, you know, just rot in the soil. But uh, they're supposed to be like you use them to make, uh, what is it? Some kimchi, I think. But <clears throat> I don't know. I'm excited to try them. How long does it take uh, peppers to germ? They take a long, a long time. They take a long time and they have to be, it has to be warm. So, um, yeah. So what we've done is we like to stretch, like, at least what I saw today was they – had stretched the, uh, what do you call that, stretchy film or whatever, over top of the tray that they were germinating on to try to trap more heat in there too with the moisture. So I don't cellophane. Know. Yeah, cellophane. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it's still it's like a ten to fourteen days for a germination on those or something like that. It takes a long time. So earlier said- I. Sorry, Kate, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say earlier I reached into my desk to get out a notepad to write a note for myself. 
And I have a note on the top of it that says, Dr. Daikon Radish, I'll fix your deep issues. And that has to be a joke from one of these episodes, but I don't remember it anymore, but it's fucking funny that it just got brought up again. Yeah, they're, they're used to break soil compaction. So yeah, it'll fix all your deep issues. All your compacted problems. Brad, you've mentioned twice now about not wanting to hog up that mic. You've always got great info oh, to drop, man. I could listen to you fucking rattle on for a long time. Everybody in this panel, man. I appreciate Please. that, man. Anybody rattle I'll on. take that you've rabbit hole way too info, far man. once we start talking about veggies. Baby, we come back. Yep, exactly. This is a blessing to be here once a week and have the opportunity to be firsthand and not ask you guys questions. Anybody, no, I'd I love, love to you. listen to you guys right now. Anybody, anybody. Mention that Red does the late sesh with Gilbo every week, and uh, you get to hear lots more of Red rambling on on the late sesh. If you, uh, I, I'm a permaculture enthusiast too. I mean, if anybody wants to hear me ramble on about you know no-till and vegetable growing and how it all coincides with cannabis, I'm all about it. Also, so yeah, that's only why I didn't keep going about the vegetables, or else we would have gone on a long ride. That's Will Monday nights at 11 p.m. Day. Yeah. Will you please change your intro music to Rambling Man? Some Robert Plant, a little ramble on. Brad, you're the only one in the group that I haven't had the personal opportunity to meet face to face. And you're one of the ones I'm looking very forward to meeting, man. You, we seem to have a lot of cool shit in common. And uh, man, I hope we can hook up and smoke down soon. Well, I do, I do if you're too, willing man. to, virus, it, we'll, eat, we'll smoke our own. How about that? These days and age, you smoke yours, you smoke mine. At least we can hang out and bullshit with people. Eagle, as soon as this whole six foot distance thing is over, man, because I really got to shake your hand. I hate meeting people not being able to do that. I'll tell you that that's a huge you shake hands you just gotta pour sanitizer on it while you dude do it. I, I know it's gonna be so hard it's so hard i just want to like meet people i want to do the you just gotta you know, do a nice clothes. wet handshake hey what's up you know yep wet handshake. just a nice wet handshake but you know as soon as it's able to Clammy. and then we're all able to go meet up at the next awesome sesh or something yeah man things are weird right now i did the foot tap thing everything's really weird right now so i can't wait man have you done wait. the foot thing with somebody yet yeah, I have. I actually yeah. have. It was strange. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get over it. We're all real strong people, so, you know. I, think I need to flip somebody. I'm going to try to do that tomorrow at work yeah. and see if anybody uh, falls for it. The toe tap? Yeah, I'm going to stick my leg out, and they're going to just look at me like I'm an idiot. And I'm going to say that I heard it recommended on TV, so. <laughs> I heard it recommended on TV. I like how you I'm said falls, falls for it like it's some kind of a trap or something. <laughs> yeah, falls for it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, we weren't around any anywhere to, like, wash our hands or anything. We were out in public and stuff, so I had to, like, you know, didn't want to end up touching my face or anything after doing a handshake, right? So, man, so weird right now. It's really hard to, like, you be, like, borderline OCD and, like, also be, like, self-diagnosed hypochondriac. Yeah, that's a tough thing. And uh, like Nutrient Shootouts said in the uh, chat, foot love. So, yeah, just get the foot love. out there. I love it tap them and move on with your day okay red i've just been trying to find humor in things about the situation right now like i've been trying to the dumb shit out, people say well no like so shit like i've been trying to figure out how to make like yeast breads for a while or thinking about it so like i bought yeast for bread like a couple weeks ago 
my sister called me today and was like, hey, if you're out and about and you see yeast, can you get some? Because I want to make bread and there's no yeast anymore. So I went to like four stores today and they didn't have yeast at any of them. And I was like, how many of the fucking people buying yeast have ever used it before? You mean like all these people are going to have like yeast in bags of dried beans sitting in their basement for fucking years because they don't know how to use them. Salt. Like shit like that right now is really fucking funny to me because oh, yeah. like, like you can't find salt be, either, you know, or, or flour, so or, flour can, or sugar one. or yeah, I it's help. just. I can help you with the yeast problem. Um, yeast is naturally occurring and it's in the air around us. So just let your dough sit out and it'll naturally get inoculated by the yeast and just give it more time. And you're good. I just read how to make a sourdough starter and I was like, that's I was kind just of gonna gross. say, isn't that sourdough but, or something? Yeah, you just you take like a half a cup of flour and a half a cup of water and put it in a thing and put saran wrap over it. And then the next day you you feed it the same amount. And then the next day you feed it the same amount and you take that amount back out. So you take a cup out, you feed it half a cup of flour, half a cup of water. And you do that every day for like, I think seven days. And then you have a sourdough starter. So it's like- you Just brewing microbes. But with bread, yeah. you can just let it sit. You just let the dough sit out. After you mix the dough, you just let it sit out. And the and it'll naturally start to rise. You can let it sit out overnight and then come proof. out. Yeah, you proof it, yep. You know, obviously, if the warmer and the more human, the better it'll be. But um, yeah, you proof naturally. You don't have to add the yeast. If you add the yeast, it proofs way faster. It doesn't have to sit for as long. But you can do it naturally without having to use yeast at all. It'll just naturally colonize. Doctor Dickinson says, "Just like dough, chill out on the couch with you while you're." Yeah. Well, so like two weeks ago, probably actually like three months ago, I tried to do this like experiment with my kids where it was like showing them why they needed to wash their hands, funny enough. And I took like pieces of white bread and had them wipe their hands on the bread, then wash their hands, then wipe their hands, like wash hands on the bread. And then I rubbed it on like the TV clicker. Um, and then had another one that was like, not from anything, just straight out of the bag. And I sealed them all up and pinned them on this like cork board. And I was like, watch them grow mold in like a day. And it took that shit like, four weeks to start growing mold and I was like I don't really want to eat that bread anymore you know what I mean like Preservative that, sh- that shit definitely should have molded faster so I was like I want to figure out how to make my own bread because that fucking grosses me out that it like won't mold so I know we're kind of going offshoot here but uh, take it from a guy who was in the bread industry who made bread uh, there's an old adage which is very true called the whiter the bread the quicker you're dead and the reason that is, is because to get the bread white, you have to bleach the flour. And bleach flour is fucking caustic because I worked in uh, where we made the bread in an industrial setting, like a big, big giant bakery where we were doing like two loaves per second is, is the rate that we were producing bread 24 hours, seven days a week. And um, actually we shut down once a week, but um, working where there was a lot of flour just where my body wasn't covered up. So I was wearing gloves with short sleeve shirts. So that space between the glove and the short sleeve got bright red, just working there for one day. And long story short, we found out it was just my body's reaction to the bleach that was falling on me from the flour. Wow. And that's the flour that's going into the bread that everybody's eating. So yeah, I don't, I don't ever order white bread ever because of that. I always oh, wheat? Yeah, whole oh, wheat if I can get it.
You would not believe how much, how many uh, types of bread actually have milk in them when you're dairy free. Holy cow! That's bread. You can't eat shit, bro. Can hardly eat anything, man. Milk is in everything. Yeah, milk is delicious, man. What's the protein? No, it is. It's so good, man. Yeah, it's the protein. Start drinking milk. What's wrong with you? Why you want to give them some foot kickings? I get it from coconuts now. You get your milk from coconuts. Don't even have nipples, red. The ones I use do. Berry, orangutan, coconuts. Red, can you eat that like lactate shit before and then eat milk? That Prob- probably. Like- I'm sure I could. Um, I don't know. I've, I've The tea I had right now had some probiotics and stuff in it. And I've actually uh, had some uh, uh, okay issues with goat cheese and things like that. So I'm, I'm thinking it just really depends on how natural and and real the substance i'm dealing with is but other than that most food kind of yeah messed me up but yeah goat cheese i mean that like, suck, man. like i knew you it was, show I knew up it was to events and you're just bringing nuts and a nutcracker you know as your food and i try to supplement yeah, i gotta supplement myself just in case there's no food for me exactly it's hard you know going Somebody, out to like italian they, restaurants and somebody that drinks a lot of those teas, red, I can't help but wonder if that isn't part of your problem. Because I know when I drink, you know, some, especially uh, raw kombucha, uh, dairy, <laughs> it makes for some rough stomach uh, if it makes it a tea green. Yeah, I actually have not gone real heavy on like the probiotics or anything. This is just kind of my starter probiotic deal. It's just, I, it's just in some tea. Um, but as far as like tea, usually what I'm drinking back here is, uh, sometimes it's coffee, sometimes it's cocoa. It kind of switches up. Uh, I, I will tell you that I was doing like a nightly emergency hot beverage in the evening one time. And I started having like, uh, I don't, I don't know if they're like kidney stones or something, but I was having lower back and side pains regularly from drinking. And once I cut the emergency out of my diet, it, those pains went away. So that was a, I could definitely see like uh, a regular, dosage of some kind of like a tea or something like that messing you up but so far i kind of switch it up a little bit depending but um i haven't really gone too crazy with like kombuchas or anything I think um, it can be an issue from drinking like some people that drink like loads and loads of sweet tea like something with the tannins or something in the tea building up in your kidneys or but that, i don't know if you could get that from drinking hot tea yeah i'm curious uh specifically this one was like a lemon ginger so it was just a herbal tea also um but yeah i also switched that up too it's not always a uh, a tt sometimes it's herbal sometimes it's like uh maybe chamomile or something um some so yeah i try to always switch it up just in case but i, I really enjoy hot beverages this time of year really up until um and especially while i'm smoking at night but uh up until uh maybe when it really starts to warm up and i'm really getting outside and in the garden i enjoy hot beverages sometimes just uh even some lemon and water i'll switch it up to just lemon and hot water also sometimes a little i was just gonna water. say if you squeeze like a ha- half a lemon in water and put like a tablespoon of maple syrup in there it's like actually pretty good and it's supposed to be good for like a bunch of shit too maple syrup sounds like a, an ingredient i need to try out because like like i said you know i'm trying i was trying all these different beverages i love hot beverages so that's awesome 
Ooh, maybe it makes agave it like might think, make me think agave syrup too might have to try. Yeah, it makes it sweet, but in a way that like is sweet like a flavor, not sweet like sugar. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, like I'll get like like a sour stomach feeling, like when you're in college and chugged a bunch of like Arbor Mist or like Mike's Hard Lemonade, that like gut rot feeling. And when I get that feeling, like anything that tastes like sugar, just makes me like sicker feeling. So. That is nice when I've like had an upset stomach for a couple of days because it's like sweet, but like in a very natural seeming way. So you can like drink a bunch of it and it's like warm and lemony. So it's, it's like my, a nice my dietary old lady pickiness. <laughs> the dietary pickiness gets worse as I, I can't really have sugar too much. Like I, I candy, stuff like that. It makes my uh Dude, you used to be the cocoa tongue. kid, man. Yeah, You're I used to have like... cocoa. Cocoa is one thing. I don't add any sweetener to it. It's no sugar. It's just straight, straight raw cocoa powder. <laughs> I used to have too, Oof. like a big thing of Wolverine's medicated maple syrup. So I would use that in there. So it was like, you know, I would put like 50 milligrams worth of maple syrup in my shit at night and go to sleep. We've got uh, one more question in the chat for you, Red, um, before we get off of here. It said, what's your favorite strain for stomach issues? Or if you Indica, uh, Granddaddy Purple really helps me out. And usually a lot of the short squat purples. I I just say Indica just because we're going to, you know, that's kind of the terminology most people like to use, even though when I use it, it's kind of talking about structure of plan, but I'm going to say sedating, something sedating. Um, mercine. Mercine. Yeah, definitely mercine. Something uh, to help with pain. Uh, inflammation is a, is a big reason for like stomach cramps and stuff. So I try to like do something that's going to be taking away some of my inflammation. If it if it's during the daytime, pining usually helps because that tends to help with some inflammation. And I don't know, man, some of the peppery strains actually really help well. It almost like uh, they, they can help with headaches and stuff. But I don't know. Weed in general um edibles things like that especially eating it leaves will calm the stomach i'll eat some leaves and those will definitely calm my stomach if you're having stomach issues usually it's on the eating side of things it's like a house cat yeah man or on the other herbal side ginger ginger work really well to settle upset stomach agreed with that right on guys thank you so i think it's about that time we roll into our final shout outs so, uh, Red, we'll have you go first. You're right next to me here. Where can everybody find you, friend? And thank you for you can find me. Uh, sorry, you can find me on Instagram and right here on the Bro Show at Red Setter Farm. Uh, I'm sorry, on YouTube at Red Setter Farm and Instagram at Red Setter Farm, and right here on the Bro Show. Love you all. Peace out. Thank you all for the birthday wishes. Yeah, man. Thank you. Congrats on making Stay it. Stay healthy, Thank all. You. Thanks, sequence. Can of Kate. Where can everyone find you? Uh, here on Sunday nights and on Instagram at the Piano Kate. Thank you all for coming out tonight. Oh, I couldn't get it on mute. Spartan, Spartan, where can everyone find you, friend? You can find me on Instagram at Spartan Grown, or you can find me on YouTube right here, Mr. Bros Grow Show. Thank you for joining us again this Sunday. Eagle, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find you everywhere. Uh, can if they look as well as Spartan man. Spartan's everywhere. The question is, where can't you find Spartan man? I can't be any more proud of our panel brother here, man. That dude is everywhere. Man, you know, 
You're awesome. Spartan. I was in a truck stop bathroom and Spartan wasn't there, but his phone number was there. So that was interesting. You can find me on Instagram, Eagle Gardens One is my main account. Uh, YouTube, I should be putting out some more account uh, content. I've been lagging a little bit lately, but be patient, it'll come. So, in uh, here every week. Thank you guys for uh, letting me be a part of this, and thank you to the chat for coming and watching, and thank you to Med Grower One for uh, popping in tonight. That was fucking awesome, and you guys have a great night. Thanks. Thank you, Eagle. Scobo, do you have any final words? I do. I am really glad that I was able to fucking get my shit together and get on here. I want to say thanks again to MedGrower1 for coming on the show. I say thanks to everybody that's been in the chat, keeping it held down in there tonight. And I also want to say congratulations to MI No-Till Guy and Kanakit. So there you go. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Really cool um, hanging out with them. Congratulations to them again. Um, thank you to MedGrower for joining us. To the viewers, um, DM the show or ask me or whatever. Get on our Discord. It's really, really cool. Um, we talk a lot. We have um, plant pictures, memes, gift exchange, all kinds of shit. Really cool stuff. Um, yeah, chat with us. Uh, thank you for joining us again, and uh, we'll see you next week.